0: Modern life is crazy busy. Power your midlife energy with all-natural Bossa Bars menopause energy bars. Delicious, keto, and intermittent fasting-friendly. These bars help women manage weight and energy during all stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B-O-S-S-A bars.com and save 10% with code KATIE10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. And welcome to a show that is unafraid to talk about taboo subjects and gives you the tips, tools, and resources you need to reimagine midlife. Today's taboo topic is urinary incontinence, because guess what? One in three women suffer from the problem of stress urinary incontinence according to the Urology Care Foundation, which is why the market for urinary incontinence products is billions of dollars. But despite the fact that one in three women are free to drink water, and then laugh, run, sneeze, work out, or God forbid, sit in the middle row of an airplane, women are not having this conversation. Because for far too long, the incontinence category has made women feel ashamed and alienated. Hello, adult diapers. My guest today is on a mission to disrupt this category. Aubrey Hubble is the co-founder and chief design officer of Hazel, a line of disposable leak-poof briefs that look and feel like real underwear. Goodbye, adult diapers. Hello, Hazel. And hello, Aubrey. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, Katie. Thanks so much for
0: having me. Uh, I'm really excited. I know um, your products. You've sent me a pair in the mail. I've gotten to see and touch them. They are thin. They are chic. They do look like something that you would see in the lingerie department at Bloomingdale's or Saks. Uh, but I'm curious. You know, I know we live in the age of disruption. Taxis are facing off against Uber and Lyft. We have hotels against Airbnb. When and why did you decide the female incontinence market needed a shake up?
1: Yeah, so it comes from my passion of building brands and products for women in specific life stages. That's really where it starts. So I've spent my whole career doing just that, but Hazel really started when I was talking with women primarily in their 50s, 60s and 70s and quickly learned that there was two segments of the bathroom. They had the shelf on the wall with all their beauty supplies, their skincare, the brands that they were really proud to use. And then they had this whole section behind the cleaning supplies with all these products that really held a lot of shame and stigma. And once we uncovered that, just dug deeper and learned about what those products were, why there was so much shame and stigma with them and ultimately uncovered the incontinence category specifically, um, quickly figured out what was so wrong with the products. (laughs) It didn't take, uh, uh, you know, brain science for that, but we, we really determined, you know, this was a category that had been ignored, the consumer had been ignored and overlooked for so long. The products were so terrible. The brands were really bad. They didn't resonate at all. And we decided to jump in in order to really make a difference. We we couldn't take the easy route, and we definitely took the hard route in, <laughs> in rethinking this whole category.
0: Yeah, but it's so ripe for disruption because when you talked about the sort of the two shelves in the bathroom, you know, in my mind's eye, I'm thinking of the um, you know, your pharmacy, your drugstore, and you walk in, and the the depends are these gigantic bulky, hideous-looking um, packages that are right, like, they kind of feel like they're a pamper. Uh, I know you're a product designer. You just shared that. Your background, you've worked at Zolo. You worked at the um, the children's boutique line Rockets of Awesome. So you've designed products from multiple brands. I would love for you to walk our listeners through how your your signature product, the High and Dry Briefs, work. And how that technology differs from Depends or other traditional products. I I don't want to just throw Depends under the market, but all traditional, um, you know, incontinence products that are existing besides yours.
1: Yeah. So when we kind of went into this, we really built on those conversations with women, right? Because you would assume she wasn't a part of the conversation um, um, based on what the products, the legacy brands look like today. We wanted to make sure she was a part of the process the entire way. So really making this a user-driven uh, product design. And so we talked to her and we said, okay, you know, some of the things that are wrong with a legacy brands and product are obvious to us, but tell us what you think. Like, how does it impact your life? And we really heard two different things. We heard from women that are wearing the products that exist today They're having to change the way that they dress to cover the bulkiness, right? Like longer tops, um, maybe tighter pants underneath the longer tops to keep them in place. Uh, They stopped working out because of the bulkiness. They couldn't wear them under those workout leggings. They were mapping bathrooms if they weren't wearing the product. Um, There was definitely a segment that wouldn't even walk down the aisle. Cannot blame her. Um, And she was wearing maybe, you know, products for periods, but constantly changing them throughout the day, because they're not optimized for leaks. So that was really what started the design process. We asked her, what do you want? If this product could look, you know, exactly what the way that you wanted, what would that be? And at the end of the day, it was, she just wanted underwear. 97% of the women we talked to said that they wanted a disposable brief, which was really important. We kind of entered into this space open minded, um, but quickly discovered that the technology that exists for reusable options only absorbs up to eight teaspoons of liquid, versus what we were able to develop absorbs up to a a cup and a half of liquid, which is a bladder full. So, worst case scenario, we've got her. Um, But the goal was really to make sure that it could go under her workout leggings so she could get back to running, to cycling, to her yoga class, back to work. Um, because that was something that she had, you know, pulled herself out of the workforce or was really uncomfortable at work um, and definitely uncomfortable working out. So we were able to include a control top, which was like one of the top requested features. You know, nice to have, but why not? Let's see if we can accomplish it. And we ended up working with material a material scientists and fashion designers to really tackle both the design and the technology so we developed our own technology it's super super thin discreet you can't like there's when you look into the product it, there's not a white cover like you would see with a pad we actually incorporated a black cover so you're not constantly reminded when you're wearing the product or when you go to the bathroom They look Um, exactly like a pair of Spanx.
0: You know, to me, it's amazing because, Aubrey, I actually just went to a black tie party and I busted out a pair of black Spanx. And your product looks very similar where it's just, you know, it's a thin... Black, um, you know, like panty with a slightly raised top yeah. that kind of pulls you in, and um, you know, we we all want that confidence that um, you know we're sleek and that we can put it under leggings, as you shared, that you can wear to yoga class. Thank you for you know sharing how much liquid or urine these panties hold because I, that was one of my questions. You know, if we're going to ha- be confident that we're not leaking, you know, what are we talking about? So you've answered that for mm-hmm. us—a bladder full, which is pretty amazing. Um, do these panties last all day? Do you replace them after you're in leakage? And how much do they cost?
1: Yeah, so for in terms of how many she might wear a day, that really varies on the amount of leakage she's experiencing, as well as just her preferences for hygiene, right? A lot of women If they experience leakage, they might want to change right after. So on average, women wear about one to two a day. So you can imagine maybe she's wearing it all day at the office. But then when she gets home, she's changing it or maybe she wears it to work out. Um, And it's just a kind of a specific experience that she's wearing it for. Um, And so that just varies dependent on her lifestyle. You know, Some women are wearing them all day and some are wearing them to go dancing or to go work out.
0: Okay, got it. And I'm curious about these natural fibers because you and I have met in person. We connected at a few of the recent menopause events that happened in New York City. Um, you kind of blew my mind when you shared that, you know, depends on sort of the the legacy products that are addressing this challenge really are based on diaper technology versus, you know, this sort of moisture, you know, capture and wicking technology that's offered today. What are the natural fibers that we're talking about? And, and, and what makes you... Um, have the ability to be thinner yet be so absorbent, yeah, this is
1: where the product design nerd comes out. so <laughs> we when we went into this we we you know had that wish list of how this product could be better, and we brought the that list to manufacturers that make diapers essentially today. and we said this is what needs to change with the product so that women actually want to wear them and are comfortable wearing them. And we were turned away. The reason why, and what you were mentioning, the reason why the legacy brands look the way they do is because they're based on the supply chain and manufacturing that their baby diaper categories are built on. So they quite literally are baby diapers oversized. And so what we found out is no matter the materials that we develop, no matter what we put into that manufacturing process, what comes out at the end is still going to be a diaper. And so that's when we really worked out. We needed to develop our own materials and fibers, and it's a blend of natural fibers. There are several different layers. There's a a specific design that we patented for that absorption in that core area, and those materials then have to go through a new manufacturing process. So we had to then also develop that new manufacturing process, which is kind of a blend of of fast fashion and what's called non-woven. So that's the material process. Um, And so we kind of combined the best of both worlds to create a product that looks and feels like real underwear and echoes that allows us to really have that flexibility of fashion. any Any style,
0: any color. Totally, and you've totally succeeded. We're gonna head into a quick break, but when we come back, I wanna find out how much these cost and also talk about the products that you have at Hazel beyond underwear. We'll be back after this break. At a certain age, we love dry humor, but dry skin, no. Dry skin is one of the most common complaints of women as we age, why? Because our skin naturally starts to produce less oil and our estrogen levels drop. And less estrogen equals drier skin. At Carrie Grand Skincare, they believe that we don't need more products as we age, we need better ones with natural, oil based ingredients focusing on health and hydration, not youth and perfection. Carrie Grant is dedicated to giving our skin the nourishment it needs. With a simple three-step ritual, you'll see the difference a few essential products can do. At Cary Grant, they use only the best organic, naturally-derived, and non-GMO ingredients. This woman-run company is also sustainably conscious and hand-pours all their products in Seattle. Exclusively for A Certain Age listeners, you can use code kd 20 at checkout to receive 20% off plus free shipping. That's K-A-T-I-E 2-0. Head to Carrie Grand today. That's K-A-R-I-G-R-A-N. Your thirsty skin will thank you. Aubrey, we're back. Your products are amazing. They're thin. They're discreet they' they're what women want today um, listeners who are wondering how much they cost and what your sort of model is for you know accessing these where can they find them and what is the price point
1: yeah so you can buy the briefs on hellohazel.com they are they start out as a 15 pack of 15 uh, for $35 and the more you buy the more you save so you can see those options on our site. Um, and then you mentioned our other products. So our other products are the clean slate wipes and our anti-stick stick and the clean slate wipes are very much kind of straightforward. They come in a pack of 10 and they smell good. They're, they're unscented. So like not, not a strong smell. Um, and they're just great to compliment whether you're working out or you need a little bit of help with cleanup. Um, and then this anti-stick stick was something we designed, again, based on feedback from women. Um, it, it is similar to um, like a diaper rash cream, it technically has the same properties, but it's a roll on. So it's great for you know, if you think of during the summer, if you're if your thighs chase, it's great for that. But it's also great if you have like leaks or sweat, and you need to, you know, kind of heal the skin and, and moisturize the skin.
0: So smart. So you have like a complete offering for women who are experiencing these the symptoms. So, you know, I'm curious, what what is the market size of women that that need this? I mentioned one in three women, you know, sometimes experience stress, urinary incontinence. I have a really good friend from college who stopped running, even though she was such an avid runner because she shared that she was experiencing leakage. Uh, I've done a show with a female urologist who talked about all the, the different bladder issues that women have. Um, for somebody who's listening to this and thinking, like, I thought it was just me, what is your response to that?
1: First of all, in terms of how many women experience this, it is one in three women overall. When we're talking to women, call it over 50, I hate kind of grouping them that way, but women over 50, it's one in two. So a lot of women experience leakage in some form. Um, and and that's kind of just like the the groundwork for for where this started.
0: It's, it's, it's absolutely astonishing when you think about the size of the, of the audience. And, you know, I, I for myself, like, I don't want to be on a middle row of an airplane. I mean, I feel like I've gotten better and I, and I, you know, I'm not a runner, so I'm not experiencing this, but I've definitely had those moments of, you know, w- being worried when you're like laughing or sneezing. And, and at one point we had to run through the airport and I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like you can either have me be on yeah. that airplane or <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's really, it is definitely a challenge. So, you know, what would you say to, to women, um, you know, I know I love the positioning that you bring to this to this category. Your website is stunning, it's elevated. You talk to a woman in a sophisticated way. You know, why is it important to be having this conversation that sort of normalizes this, this problem?
1: Yeah, I mean, when we were developing the brand, we spent so much time figuring out what type of imagery language really resonated with her. And that was so important in really breaking the stigma. Associated with not only the experience, but the products. And so, you know, quickly we learned that the word incontinence does not resonate. Even if that's the medical term, um, no woman that I would talk to would say they have incontinence, yet they may be using products for hygiene purposes. And so, as we thought about how do we say what we're for without saying what we're for, and, you know, it was a, it was a value. That we really speak directly. We're not overly flowery, um, but we really speak to her as she should be spoken to, and and just resonate with her. So we we use the word leaks very intentionally. Um, it it says what it is. Whether she's running, whether she's on a plane, whether she's at work, um, and so. With all of the brand imagery that we that we built out, it was really important. We looked at all different types. We tested out, you know, it's kind of more medical forward. We tested more casual, uh, more fashionable. And what ultimately resonated was that more fashionable imagery and the really elevated kind of look and feel that we ended up with. Yes. And so with that, I think what's been really validating has been about 35% of our customers have never purchased incontinence, traditional incontinence products, whether that's tabs, liners, or adult diapers. And that really speaks to the way that we developed our advertising and paid marketing was leading with experiences. So everything you've said, I love in terms of whether it's your friend that stopped running. Or sitting on in the middle seat on a plane, or just all of the different activities, um, sneezing, laughing. You know, we had this one investor specifically that we talked to. She said, "I just want to jump on a trampoline again." <laughs> and so we really, we really learned that instead of saying, you know, one in three women, one in two women, and leading with statistics, we led with experiences.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're with your
1: girlfriends on wine night, crossing your legs extra tight because you're giggling, like that's the type of thing that resonates with this audience. And so that's what we led with when it came to branding and ultimately validated that with a huge chunk of our audience buying products that never looked had.
0: So I'm curious, you know, you, you mentioned uh, pitching Hazel to a female investor who said she wants to be in a trampoline, which I love because we all do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what has it been like as a founder to bring the product to investors? You know, what is the reception that you're getting in general? Are you seeing uh, female investors connect and understand the need more than men? What's been your uh, capital raising experience?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been a complete mix of responses. Um, it's, you know, we've had kind of the extreme of me holding up legacy brands and saying, no, women do not want to wear this. This is a problem <laughs> and trying to convince them. But then, I mean, it's just such a breath of fresh air when you talk to people that understand the category, whether it's male or female. We have some amazing men and women investors that just get it. They have backgrounds in, so one of our investors um, is the co-founder of the Honest Company with Jessica Alba. And he understood the constraints because of the baby diaper category. Um, We have several investors that are ex-Procter and Gamble executives. And so they they saw the constraints within the legacy brands. And so just connecting with people that really, truly get it, was so important Um, but a big value of ours was finding those women that firsthand understand the experience so we specifically sought out women investors that needed this product or have purchased legacy brands for their mothers or their grandmothers and so either way you know whether it was kind of more strategic from a manufacturing and product development side or truly being able to empathize with our customer, it was so important. Um, But we did see kind of extremes on both sides in terms of feedback. If they didn't get it,
0: they weren't a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I, of course, it makes sense. There's like there's enough uh, investors out there. You want to connect with the people that truly understand the size of the market, and the size of the market is, is pretty astonishing. Um, you know, I, I'm curious. You you know you have an experience as a product designer. We talked about how you've worked for several different brands. You identified the need for this um, product to be sort of reinvented and reimagined. Uh, Where are you manufacturing these products? Was it hard to, you know, take your uh, idea and and, and sort of create a, a, a product and bring it to market? Walk us through that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, when I said it was, we kind of took the difficult route. Not only is it challenging to design your own or develop your own materials, And then design your own manufacturing process. But we did it all during the pandemic, (laughs) which was an added layer of challenge. Um, So we developed our first design in the Dominican Republic um, with an incredible manufacturer that just worked with us to really develop and, and fine tune every single thing. So we spent two years in product development. Um, and we wanted to make sure that, you know, we weren't settling, like I mentioned, all those kind of nights to have that women told us they wanted, we were able to incorporate. And so we really worked a lot with them, um, for a long time before we, before we launched.
0: And and how, um, and where did you find your, your package designer, you know, where your branding is gorgeous. How did you make that all happen?
1: Yeah. So my background specifically has, been in not only product design, but brand development, um, as well as user research. So, kind of had brought in every sing- single skill set I have kind of honed in the last several years. Um, and with brands specifically, I've got a great network of really talented people. And so, I brought together um, a design studio, uh, Studio Mast. They came in and did the bri- brand identity. Um, so, that means both the logo, the colors, we worked really closely to develop that. And then we worked with an amazing copy person on the voice and tone. So um, her name is Caitlin Snyder. And we worked really hard on making sure that we developed every single piece of our copy and our language and how we speak to her, what our values are, who our our muse is, as we, we call it, our, our kind of customer persona. Um, and then we brought in um, a Person that did our website and she helped with art direction as well. And so we, it was really bringing in so many different people um, that helped it all kind of come together and to really create that elevated look and feel. But that was really, you know, based on my experience building various brands and products. How do you kind of, you, you know, we had these super high standards for the product, but how do we then? build a brand on top of that that really resonates and and kind of is at the same level as as the premium product
0: yeah it's it's um so well done it's so sophisticated i always love hearing the backstory of what it takes, you know, because most of us just sort of walk into a store and find a product on a shelf and buy it. And we don't always think yeah. about how it goes from ideation to execution to, you know, the packaging. It's just, to me, it's just so fascinating to see how these, how these products um, come to life. And, and I, I just love a, yeah. a sneak peek into the, the, the process. I'm also curious about how you, yes. mar- how you market it. You know, once, for anyone who's listening to this, who's thinking, you know, I've got a great idea, like I've always thought X, Y, or Z should be invented, or I would love to bring a midlife product to the market because I'm excited about my idea. You know, how do you connect your your product to a consumer? What's that process?
1: Yeah, so what I didn't mention with the brand development was also, you know, like we said with product development, was we shared our brand book with hundreds of women. So that directly informed how we brought it to market. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that The the words we used resonated, the visual look and feel resonated. So then when we brought it to market, which we launched this year in January, direct to consumer, so on our website, with a subscription. And that was, again, all based on her feedback, telling us what she wanted, what would make her life easier. So when we launched with the subscription, we also had a trial kit, and that allowed her to... two different sizes, you know, buying online is terrible. And it's always so hard to figure out your sizing, you know, we have a size chart, but very rarely are, are women like getting out a tape measure and measuring themselves, just a reality. So we offered the ability to do a trial kit with two different sizes. And then once she confirmed what her size was, she would get a, a subscription box based on how many products she needed, you know, per day, and then it would be a monthly subscription. So that was how we we launched. And then in terms of marketing it, we did what kind of I referenced before, which was leading with experiences. So making sure our imagery really showed what she was doing, whether it was running or drinking with her girlfriends um, or off to work, all of those different scenarios we showed in our advertising, as well as kind of this or that. So we showed legacy products. Um, or white labeled products. So just kind of the basic products that manufacturers offer to brands. Um, we showed, we showed those and then we showed ours.
0: So that, that's so smart because, products look like. by and, the way, if you had a side by side comparison uh, of a hazel high mm-hmm. and dry brief next to it depends, you know, you would have um, sales like gangbusters. That's so smart because th- there is such a difference. I, you know, I'm encouraging all listeners to go over to your website and just sort of see what we're talking about because we're describing it to you. But until you see one of these these products uh, on the website or on your Instagram or you hold one in your hand and experience how thin and. You know, sleek the the panty is. It's you know the the contrast is is so startling.
1: Yeah, it was important for us to you know when you go to the grocery store and you look at the products available. Rarely, what you see on packaging does it, it does it reflect what the product looks like? You know, they're so highly photoshopped. So while what you see on pack might be a cute pair of underwear. When you unpack it, it's a diaper. For us, it was really important to get great shots that were not photoshopped of the product on body. It was also a great way to celebrate all women's bodies. Um, showing stretch marks and showing scars and all of that with our briefs on and no Photoshop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I love that too. It's like, it reminds me of Sonsalas Gonzalez and Better Not Younger who came on the show and shared that, you know, her website uses a lot of uh, photographs of her actual friends, you know, and her, her friends are these gorgeous, mature women. And you know, the, the women that are uh, on your website uh, you know, sharing and modeling your product look like gorgeous real women. And I, I appreciate that as somebody who, you know, is in the mature category myself. Uh, so, Albert, in full transparency, as you know, we've talked about this. Typically on the show, I feature women in their 50s, sometimes in their mid 40s. Uh, but you are, uh, I think, my youngest guest ever. I would love it if you could share with my listeners your age uh, and, and what made you decide to um, get into this market, you know, despite the fact that you're not currently probably a candidate for your own product.
1: No, I, I'm 32 years old. And I am so, so proud to be able to serve an audience that is older than me. It's something that I've been passionate about for a very long time. I've always had friends that were older than me, and I've always loved just people that are older than me. I don't know why, but it's, it's been that way since I was a kid. Um so in terms of kind of my career and how it kind of happened to be this next stage of life I actually started out working with um call it like moms postpartum pregnancy um age and so obviously that's a wide range of an age but from a life stage perspective I really started out supporting that mom that just got pregnant and then postpartum with an infant and then the next stage was okay, moms that have kids that are a little bit older um, and, you know, working at that fashion brand, um, call it through size 14. So maybe preteens in there. And then I went to Zola, which was primarily brides getting married. So engagement through newlywed life. And so Hazel happened to be that next stage, but I actually started working with women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s at Zola. So that was kind of where the seed was initially planted with this demographic, with this age group. Um, they were our primary revenue driver for our wedding registry product. So if you think about couples cre- creating their wedding registry, they, the ones actually, the guests actually buying the gifts are the aunts and the family friends and the grandmothers and the moms they're the ones actually buying those gifts and creating revenue for the company so i actually was bringing in women in their 50s 60s 70s to optimize that experience that digital experience for them all the time
0: and this <laughs> so would be, it makes so it much was, sense because i i'm always we you know, this is a steady drumbeat of the show is that women who are as you said 50 60 70 and beyond are you know the, the most affluent consumer in this country we're an enormous block um, you know, we have buying and purchasing power and it feels like brands are slowly catching up to that and that that companies are creating products uh, and services that 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 meet our needs and um you know when we connected uh, in New York and we got had the pleasure of, I had the pleasure of sitting next to you for for most of the day <laughs> at the Naomi Watts menopause event and i was like i need to have you on my show to talk about your product because even though you're younger than my my average guest we feature women who are helping women thrive in midlife And I can say that if one in three women and you share that shocking statistic, one in two women over 50 are experiencing stress incontinence, you know, uh, or leakage, as as, it's better to call it, I guess, (laughs) you know, they need your products. So I'm so thrilled to be able to introduce you and Hazel to my audience. Um, You know, I'm going to, you know, it's funny because I thought to myself, I'm not sure that I need this, but now I'm realizing that you can have it for you know, maybe you could, you know, a hike, or you're doing something. Even if you're not experiencing regular stress incontinence, this is something that, you know, maybe every woman should have have in their in their bathroom for times that they need it. So, I'm so delighted that you joined us today, Aubrey. We're moving into our speed round. Um, our time is coming to a close. We're gonna cl- we always end on a sort of high energy note, and it's just sort of one to two word answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Launching Hazel was? Super challenging. Super, super (laughs) challenging. We love uh, honest answers. Um, The first time I remember hearing a customer use Hazel, they said, what? That stuck with me.
1: I can run again.
0: I can run again. I love it. Uh, Hazel has gotten great press. What is a pinch me press moment that you had?
1: I'm still on a high from the Vogue article.
0: Who doesn't want to be in Vogue? Of course. Um, Your website says Hazel is all about increasing confidence and sparking joie de vie. What gives you confidence?
1: Helping women, empowering them to just live their life how they want to.
0: Nice. And what sparked joie de vie for you?
1: Oh my goodness. So many different things. This journey of building Hazel, meeting so many amazing women like you, it's its just, it gives me so much joy.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, And finally, your one word answer to complete this sentence, as I age at the ripe old age of 32, I feel secure. Mature. Perfect. I, secure.
1: Secure.
0: <laughs> even better even better. Yeah, to feel secure in yourself, to feel confident. And as you should, you've, you've created a, an amazing product. You've uh, had an idea. You turned it into reality. You're making a difference for women. And you know, I, I, you, you, should feel um, secure. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment. I'm thrilled you were here today. And I'm so excited to share your product with my audience. Uh, thank you so much, Aubrey. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you and Hazel?
1: Go to hellohazel.com and you can find us on Instagram too. hello at hellohazel underscore. And then I'm on Instagram as well at Aubrey Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L.
0: Thank you so much, Aubrey. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Join me next week when beauty founder Angel Cornelius of Maison 276 joins me to talk midlife beauty, silver hair, and how she turned her signature pomegranate kiss body butter, which she first mixed in her kitchen, into a national brand and a Today Show favorite. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties.